Ladies and gentlemen, what's up and welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. Today, we have Mac from Mac Landscaping Lawn Care. If you guys don't know, if you haven't seen the, the Instagrams, if you haven't seen the podcast, this guy's been blowing up, like actually been blowing up. Um, I want to say the first time I'd heard of you was um, Brian Fullerton had like a new podcast alert uh, episode or something like of the sort with you. And uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I started seeing you guys everywhere and you started ranking really high on podcasts. Uh, I do check that a little bit too much for where I'm ranking on podcasts and lawn care. And I saw you guys just popping off. And then I started seeing the Instagrams and I saw you on YouTube. You guys are just everywhere. You're doing crazy things with the uh, with the podcast and you do, in fact, have your own business going on. So, Mac, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Man, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, bro. Uh, the motivated uh, lawn care podcast or load. Is it show or podcast? Yeah, show, yeah. Yes, yes. The motivated lawn uh, care show is right up my alley, bro, because I'm always motivated. We've got <laughs> our little motivated uh, Monday for our podcast. So I'm I'm excited to be here, bro, and it's nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and thank you for coming on. So the first thing I want to jump into is a little bit more about your personal journey from um, like getting into lawn care and landscaping in the first place, your personal business. What does that look like? How many clients do you guys have? What kind of numbers are you doing? What kind of equipment do you have? Um, give me the rundown of how you got into the industry and then what you guys look like today with the business. So I got in the industry about seven years ago. I was working two full-time jobs and uh, was walking around. I was working at group homes. And uh, one day I was walking around the house and uh, listening to motivational videos before I went to the gym. I was going to go to the gym and work out. So I was listening to Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, buddy. All of that stuff, right? And uh, Keith Kalfas popped up. One of his videos, he was giving out prices. It was like a three-minute video. So I told his story so many times now. But um, he was giving the prices to everything and the house that he was doing this to looked eerily similar to the house that was right across the street from the one I was working in. So I was in the dining room looking out of a window when the video started and he starts just giving the, the uh, prices on the property. And I'm looking out at the house across the street from me and I'm like, it had the same amount of shrubs in there in the, in the yard. It had a small little mulch bed. It had a small little tree. And he's literally giving the prices up in Michigan. I'm in Pennsylvania. And as I'm looking out at this window, I'm seeing those prices like pop up, like on pop ups on the YouTube videos and stuff. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, hold on a second. And then at the end of the video, he goes, it'll take I won't even be here. He says, it'll take my guys about 45 minutes to do this. Two hundred and forty five dollars, 45 minutes. Boom. And then the video's over. And I'm sitting here like. Two hundred and forty-five dollars in forty-five minutes. How is that possible? Mm. I work at this job. I'm making thirteen dollars an hour. This is my second full-time job. I'm at my first full-time job. I made like seventeen dollars an hour. Yeah. So I'm working two full-time jobs, leaving from one job to go to the other job. So I'm gonna work sixteen hours. I'm gonna make about a hundred and thirty-five dollars after taxes with sixteen hours of my life. And this guy in Michigan is going to make $245 in 45 minutes and he's not even going to be there. What am I doing wrong? I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around that. I watched that video probably 20 times. Maybe I'm, I might've watched that video for the rest of the day. So I could not believe that. So I go home. I'm thinking about this a lot, man. And you know, I don't want to tell my wife because I don't want her to be like, no, nah, that's not going to work or that's a stupid idea. So I kept it to myself for about two weeks. And then one day we had to restrain my client. He was a big dude, man. <laughs> he was a big dude. And I'm I'm only 5'8", about a 200 pounds. He was probably like 6'4", about 250. We had to restrain him about three, four times that day. And I came home and I was like, this is for the birds. I was a little pissed off. You know what I mean? I had some bumps and bruises. And I said to my wife, I think I'm going to uh, start a grass cutting business. I just, that's what I called it, a grass cutting business. She goes, what I said was, I think I'm going to sell my car or trade in my car, get a truck and start a grass cutting business. And she says, why don't you, you're not going to get anything for your car. I had beat it up so bad. Like it was a Nissan Maxima from 2007. Mm -hmm. So 2016, it had over a hundred thousand miles on it. The bottom was rusting out. 
it was crazy. She goes, uh, you're not going to get anything but like $500. So you might as well sell that and get more for it and then use whatever money you get to buy whatever you think you need to start your business. And I was like, what? <laughs> she believed she believes in me. Let me uh yeah. let me do this. Two days later, I sold my car for two thousand dollars. I went out and bought uh some piece of crap equipment, a little Lowe's trailer, and I was ready to roll, bro. The very next day was Father's Day. I went to go play in a flag football tournament and I broke my foot. <laughs> yeah. So uh two days after I broke my foot, uh uh I put something up on Facebook, got some business cards, and I was out. Two days after that, doing my first landscaping job, cutting down these tall weeds. There's a YouTube video has about 157,000 uh, views or something right now. That's on my YouTube page describing this story. And I'm out there cutting these shrubs down with my brother. And long story short, we did two little jobs and uh, I paid him 60 bucks. We was out there for about three hours. Mm -hmm. I paid my brother 60 bucks um, and I made like 190 with a broke foot. Uh, with a boot on with contractor bags wrapped around it. And there were these weeds were as tall as me. Like I said, I'm five eight. These these weeds were so thick and tall and they were up to my chest. I had a curve shaft Ryobi trimmer that didn't have any power. Oh man. That was it. That was the only thing I had. And then uh, my brother was like hitting things with shovels to knock them <laughs> knock them down. And then we just putting them in the in the garbage in garbage bags and and then leaving them there. And my boy that we did this job for had a, a pit bull and he was pooping all through these weeds. I didn't know that going in, so I'm hitting that stuff with. And, and we smelled terrible afterwards. We went and then cut a yard. We did all this in about three hours. And like I said, I made $190, and I knew right at that point I was like, oh my god! I, now I seen how when Keith described that 45 minutes he had, yeah, he had num he had the know how. He had the tools and he had the labor to get that job done. I didn't have any of that. And, we, and still in three hours with no experience, terrible equipment, and only my little brother and a shovel to help me, we made, you know, 260 bucks in three hours. And I was, I came home that day, I was covered in sweat. My wife, I walk in the door. She was in the corner of my living room doing something. I can't remember. And the, the second I seen her, I just put my arms out like, you know, like uh, the girl on Titanic when she's in the front of the boat. <laughs> yep. you know, I, I put my arms out like that and I looked at my wife and tears just streamed down the side, down my face. And I said, this is going to work. This is going to work. I know this is going to work. And I just felt that immeasurable joy in my heart because that like I I figured out like that was my purpose. This is my, this is why I'm here was this to be able to do this so that I could provide for my family. Cause I didn't know how I was going to provide a nice life. We had a decent life, but dad was never home. Cause he was always working two full-time jobs. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? This was going to get me home again and then make, help me to make more, way more money than I could working for someone else. So that was how I sort of got into, um, into the business and then, for the next two years after that, it was just chucking the truck style, you know, shitty truck. Let me drive to this place that's 45 minutes away for $30 and then drive to this other place that's 35 minutes from there for, you know, 30 bucks. And then from there, I'll drive an hour to get to this other person that's going to pay me $60. And then when I come home with that, you know, 150, 200 bucks in my pocket, I felt like I had done something. Yeah. I just didn't realize like, I don't know the game yet. So all it is driving around and everything is for the birds. So the first two years, I kind of, you know, I know what I was doing. Year three, I kind of delved back into YouTube, uh, YouTube University to actually learn how to do the business. You know yeah. what I mean? Before I was just like, I'm going to go cut grass and say, here's a number. If, if they say yes, great. If not, I'll lower my number till they say yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Terrible way to think about things. I just didn't know. So that was kind of like how I got into the game. My, you know, my first two years were terrible. My third year, I got a, my first commercial contract. And then that's when things sort of took off. Um, and then I wasn't going to do social media or anything uh, until I went to Equip Expo in 21. And then that's kind of when everything started to change. So I I, I don't want to go too far because I'll forget what the actual beginning of the question was. And I'll yeah. want to go way off track. 
Yeah, um, no, that's that's crazy. So at the time you were married and you had a you had kids at that point that you were working yep. two jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, was your wife working as well? Yep. Yeah. My wife is a um she's a corporate banker. Okay. So she works for uh one of the major banks corporate office down in uh in, in Pittsburgh. So we were working, you know, just trying to survive, bro. There's no there's no roadmap out here. Well, there wasn't one for her and I. Mm-hmm. We had to learn this thing as we grew. You know, uh, something I heard uh, on a podcast, the Dan Levitar show, whenever they left ESPN and they were starting their little thing, Metal Lark Media, he says, we're building the plane in the sky. <laughs> that's how we were living our life. Like, yeah. Somehow we got off of, you know, we got off the runway and we were flying, uh, but we were building this thing as we were trying to get to altitude. And we still are. Make no mistake about it. We are not a finished product and we are... Uh, <laughs> We're trying to get all of our ducks in a row so we can live this winning life uh, sort of lifestyle. Wow. Wow. That is, that's honestly crazy though. So you, did you expect your wife to be so supportive whenever you were like, yep, I'm going to get rid of my car. And she's like, yo, here's a better idea even than that. Like, did you expect that? Uh, Let me, so let me answer it this way. In my experience, uh, women want to know that they're secure. Mm. They want to, they'll follow someone who is driven to get somewhere because they know where they're going. And so for my wife to see how I felt, I think she could feel already because she knows how I am. She knows that once I focus on something, it's going to happen. Like, she was with me when I focused on the on the car, on the Nissan Maxima that I wanted to buy. And then I cut everything out of my life and worked a million hours of overtime and didn't spend any money off the second check. That was prior to us having children mm-hmm. um, to get the car that I wanted. Because, But my, my goals were misplaced. They were misguided and unfocused on things that are right and proper, right? I should have been trying to buy a house then instead of a car. But that is what it is. So she already knew I was a driven person. So when I told her I was going to do this, instead of her telling me why it couldn't happen, uh, my wife is like, it let me speak life into my husband and help him to let me pour some gasoline on that fire, that little spark that he has right now. Because two things, you, if you got someone who steals the light from you, then you'll never win. Mm-hmm. My wife is not a light stealer. I call people light bringers. She's been the biggest light bringer in my entire life is her. So for me to tell her, like, this is what I want to do. And she's seen me work my behind off, working two full-time jobs for damn near our entire relationship. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now she's like, my husband wants to do this. Yes, I believe you can do it. Because she already knew I believed I can do it. So mm-hmm. do you want to uh, do you want to be the one little ship that's trying to battle against the tidal wave? Or do you just want to surf that tidal wave? And she came in and she surfed the tidal wave with me. So, yes, I did expect her uh, to be supportive uh, to answer your question. Awesome. No, that's that is that is really awesome. And yeah, I that's that's just that is a crazy story. I can now I understand now I understand why guys connect with you so much with the social media stuff and so much. And and we were we were just saying and we'll get there in a second that you're having 168 guys you're going to meet you i think it's bowling right yes they're going to meet you there and now i know i I know it sounds crazy to you the number sounds crazy to you but after hearing your story it makes it makes all the sense in the world um because that's that is the true like rags to riches story and this is just the beginning i'm sure it's just the beginning and so let's let's jump into the uh the social media and uh instagram lives and and podcasting and that kind of stuff. And now I, I do have to say it makes so much sense why you um, why you jumped into it because it changed your life. Like it completely shifted everything in your life. And it was like such a huge blessing to you guys, uh, you and your family. So tell me a little bit more about, so where's the business at today? And then we'll jump into like the social media stuff. Yeah, so now currently I have one employee, Captain Jack. Uh, he's People seem to like Captain Jack and he, is very thrilled that you guys like them. Um, but I got one employee. Uh, we do 94 properties uh, a week. Uh, I don't know where you're at 
in the country, but I highly recommend weekly over bi-weekly, 10 days, all of that crap. Just do weekly, get your money right. Um, but we do about 94 yards. We focus on maintenance mostly. Uh, so shrub trimming, mulch installations, um, those type of things, weed pooling. I hate weed pooling, but we do it. Um, but we focus mainly on the maintenance stuff. We don't do any like uh, installs or landscape design or anything. I have a Facebook group that has 400 members in it. So we can refer any of that type of stuff out to those other type of people. But yeah, that's it. We just focus on maintenance. We keep it our route nice and uh, tight. And we focus on good relationships with our customers. Um, commercial customers, we, I focus on like uh, small businesses so that I could talk directly to the owners. I don't I don't want to work for Walmart or Costco or any big corporations that just see me as a number. I, I like to focus on uh, the personal relationships and that's how we do our residential side as well. So the business is going well. Um, we do some snow in the, and uh, keep that light as well, but we do some snow in the winter and that's, that's basically all we do in the business. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. So 94, 94 a week, which is that, is, I mean, it's a solid, that's a solid number, especially if you, if you've got a good client base where they want the shrubs done, where they want the mulch done, you're not fighting people over things and mm -hmm. fighting people over money and you built up a good base. 94 will float the boat easily, especially with one employee. Oh yeah. And yeah. if you have a, I don't know what, guys minimums are around the country but mine is 57 dollars, so no one pays less than 57 so do the math i mean every week for 32 weeks and then we got leaves we have mulch in the, in the spring we got leaves aerations and stuff in the fall and then for those 32 weeks uh it's like i don't know you do the math i ain't gonna say the number yeah. 57 times 94 um and 57 is the minimum i think our highest one we do one property is $385 a week or something like that. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. So, so, um, yeah. So do the math, man. And people say that there's no money in mowing. I beg to differ. Yeah. I would, I'd have to agree. You guys are putting up, you guys put up some good numbers. Yeah. Like I gotta say, even coming from me, like I would, yeah, you guys are putting up good numbers, especially for mowing. Like our prices are not, are not at that point yet. And are you guys like, you only take a yard that's like a certain size or is it like, I don't care if you're a quarter acre, this is our minimum. And people are just like, sure, let's do it. So what happened was, is when I first started, I was push mowing and mm -hmm. I was alone too, by the way, I didn't get my employee till year four, I believe. Um, so I was push mowing. And so as we did this, as I got a little bit bigger and figured out what to do, I um, got my first zero turn. We did push mowing for one more year and then I just completely got out of the push mowing side and I stopped doing any push mowing. However, my neighborhood um, is a good neighborhood and there are a ton of smaller backyards with gates. And I've been just saying no, 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 no to every person that had a, uh, any type of gated backyard that our mower couldn't get into. Mm -hmm. But now um thinking maybe I'll just get a 30 inch, push mower or a 36 inch walk behind or something and be able to take on those properties because we could easily go from the 94 that we're doing to 150 and it wouldn't even be a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Just because of how efficient we are and the types of things that we do, like me and captain Jack are like a well-oiled machine. Once we get there, we, everything is operated on peak efficiency. Um, when we, as soon as we jump out of that truck. So I'm thinking, you know, I did shy away from the push mowing, but we might get back into that going into next year just to increase the um the revenue because the stuff is easy. it's easy, bro. Like it ain't hard to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, how can I how can I be a little bit better? Where where am I leaving some money on the table that I could go out there and get um and not stress myself out because we do stress free lawn care over here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit more about the uh, the social media. You started doing Instagram lives for a while, and then you were encouraged to get into doing podcasts. And now you guys are you guys are popping off. So tell me a little bit more about the the Instagram journey. How'd you get into that? Why? What did that look like? How did that grow? And then why podcasting? And how's that going so far? So I never was going to get into social media at all. If, if you look at my personal social media page, very rarely do I post 
I don't post anything on my personal. First of all, if your personal social media, you no one cares. We're not <laughs> famous. So to post your like whatever on the internet to me doesn't make any sense. I, so I never was going to get into social media, but on the business side, it makes total sense. Mm. The business side is like building a brand. When I looked at the people who I looked up to as a kid, Michael Jordan, um, you know, Tom Brady, Sidney Crosby, you know, Mario Lemieux, all of these, um, these athletes, the rappers, the, the, the singers, the comedians, they're all personal brands. Yeah. Like they're all a brand. It's a business who they are as a business. And I'm not trying to say that's me, mm -hmm. uh, but when you have a business, it's like, all right, I have to get brand recognition out there. I have to, uh, people need to know who I am. Otherwise your phone won't ring. So at first it started with just let me start a Facebook page so that I could get more customers for my business. Mm -hmm. But um, through watching YouTube videos, I heard, uh, first person I heard talk about Equip Expo was Blake Albertson. He mm -hmm. was talking about Equip Expo, talking about this um, time when he was 16, his first time going, and uh, some Brightview people who were a different company back then, they were telling him all of this information. And I was like, yo, I want to go to that. So I, I started to feel like that probably in like 2018, but I couldn't afford it. Like I just didn't have the money to be able to do that. Um, and then 2019, I was like, I'm going to go. But I still couldn't afford it. Um, it's like a thousand dollars, you know what I mean? To, yeah. to go to equip to travel and do it all. Yeah. Yeah. For everything to feed yourself and all of that. So I was like, I just can't, I can't do that. Then I was ready to go in 2020 and then we had COVID and they canceled it. So this whole time I wasn't doing anything on uh, social media sad because like I said I just didn't think anyone needed to hear what I have to say or anything like that but 21 um I had DM Brian Fullerton and I said hey not thinking him and Keith were my favorite people like I said the first time I heard Keith Keith inspired me to like I could start a business if that dude could do it I could do it right mm -hmm. and then through going through YouTube university, I somehow stumbled upon Brian at the time. He had like 500 subscribers on YouTube when I first seen Brian Fuller. Really? Wow. Yeah. So I was, I was, I've been rocking with dude for a long time. Um, but I, I seen what they were doing and I was working at my group home and I, I was giving motivational speeches to the people I worked with probably so much that they didn't even want to hear this shit no more. And like, would you <laughs> shut up, man? I, we, no one wants to do what you're talking about. All right. So it, it used to, that stuff used to like rain on my parade and everything uh, because I was talking about lawn care and they don't care about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Lawn care is changing my life. You should start a business or, and, and whatever they wanted to do. I was just using lawn, lawn care, but I was getting tuned out. My brother told me, you're talking to the wrong audience. That's my little brother said. He's like, what you're saying, I feel it, bro. But I just don't want to hear it. Now he has a landscaping business, so that's the <laughs> figure. But um, yeah, so when it came to the social media stuff, I just was like, nah. But so I DM Brian and I go, hey, man, I got a, a pretty cool story. Like you help, you help me with your stuff and uh, I love your podcast, whatever, whatever. I love to come on one time and and, and you know be on your podcast not thinking I, anything would come of that you know brian's huge at this point um at that point in 21 and so uh he dm me back in like five minutes and yeah. i was like this ain't you you know what i mean to me at the at that point brian was like a famous person yeah. he was like a nba player or something so yeah i don't know how many thousands of followers he had on instagram or whatever but what i did was is i dm'd him and keith and Keith, I got a response back from a bot. So I don't, he has so many people following. He probably can't respond to everybody. Mm -hmm. I got a response back from Keith and it was a bot. When Brian DM me back, it was him. And how I read it sounded like how he talks in my head. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So like I watched so many videos, how he responded. I, I knew it was him by what he put. So he was like, hey, dude, or something like that. You know how Brian talks. Yeah. Like, hey, dude. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. How about we do it after 
whatever the fall rush or something before you quit and i was like okay cool uh, so i i went on there and i talked to talked to him or whatever and then a few weeks go past and i go to uh to equip expo i had this list of people i wanted to meet obviously brown was on it and as i'm walking through i had this hoodie on that had my caricature logo on my back that my wife had made with me for me on her cricket so no one knew who i was because i didn't have social media but they heard me on brian's podcast so as i'm walking through equip expo seven people seven different people throughout the that experience of equip expo had come up to me and was like yo you're mac from from mac landscaping and i'm like yeah it was like yo i wanted to meet you whatever and i'm like huh well, what? <laughs> like i wanted to meet why do you want to meet me and then i think i might have had 130 or 140 followers on instagram or something at the time that was it there was no presence of me outside of talking on brian's thing so when those seven people did that i was like well maybe there is something to this you know to this social media stuff i can't believe anyone knew who i was whatever yeah so we go to the youtube rally and um you know i'm talking to people everything that was amazing and uh we came home and I was just like, I had this crazy, the cra this energy, you know, from leaving there. I was like, yo, I knew, I know all of these people now and they knew who I was. And let me start posting some stuff on, uh, on the internet. And that's sort of how it all started. I know that was a long story, but that's sort of how I got into posting things on social media. Then, uh, I think two or three weeks later was Brian's LAL, uh, 21. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there. It wasn't the same experience as Equip Expo. No, I thought that some people would come up to me and be like, hey, you know, whatever. But it wasn't like that. Um, people already knew each other. So and I'm not, despite what people may think, I ain't an outgoing person. Like, I'm not just going to walk up to some people I don't know and interject myself into their conversation and introduce myself. So me and my wife was just standing off to the side. And to be honest, um, this was at LAL's like pre-event the Friday night before. Yeah. We were ready to just leave. We were about to leave. And uh, there was one person there named uh, Giancarlo. I think he's from Tennessee, Phoenix Lawn Care, mm -hmm. who we had talked to at Equip Expo. And I had, uh, I think either I had to go to the restroom or my wife did. We, uh, we go to the bathroom. And as I was leaving, Giancarlo was there. And he was like, hey, Mac, what's up? So now I had someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I was just waiting for my wife. My wife knew his wife. So we started to talk. And then Cedric came. I had never met Cedric before. So he walks in and uh, he just came right over. He's like, yo, I wanted to meet you at, at Equip Expo, but I didn't. It was called GIE that, that first year. So he yeah. was like, I wanted to uh, I wanted to meet you, but I, you was, you know, you did, you had a lot of people around you or whatever. I was like, I don't. I don't think I had anyone around me, but okay. <laughs> you know? But so we sat there and we talked and uh, somehow, you know, his, his company's name is still cuts the best. And so, and it's black and gold. So I'm like, why is it, why is your company called that? And he's like, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm from Pittsburgh. So I'm like, Oh, what? You, you like the Steelers? He was like, yeah, I'm, I'm from Monroeville. That's where I live. It turns out that Cedric grew up in the neighborhood that I grew up in, that I live in right now. He grew up here. And wow. then he moved to Ohio. So we was talking about that, whatever. He comes back to Pittsburgh every now and then. He comes over to my house. Um, You know, my wife and his wife, they're cool. So me and Cedric are just talking on my patio. A week or two goes by and he, uh, he hits me up and he's like, hey, I'm about to go on live on Instagram. Uh, You want to come on with me? I was like, sure. So <laughs> we go on. I, I didn't know that you could do any of this stuff. Yeah. I didn't know there was live. I didn't know how to post reels. None of that stuff. So. So we go on the live and I also didn't know people could watch you while you were doing the live. Yeah. So all of this was new to me last year. Um, So we're doing the live and like four people was watching. And I was like, wow, I cannot believe four people watched us. <laughs> I was so happy, like four people. I don't know what we just did. But as soon as we got off of there, I said, Cedric, that was really cool. We should do that again. He was like, all right. So that was on a Sunday. Uh, so the following Sunday, we did it again. This time there was like, I don't know, six people watching this. So I'm like, I cannot believe six people care what I have to say. <laughs> so for all, anybody who's out there, you think you shouldn't be on the Internet. I was geeked with four and six. I would have been happy if one other person was watching this. Right. But I was so happy that 
six people watched us, right? And so we got off the, after that second one, and I said, hey, yo, this is dope. Like, we should do this again. So we did it again, all right? The third time we did it, uh, I don't know, there was like maybe nine people watching, and one of the people was my boy Aaron Thunderbird. He's from here in Pittsburgh. He goes, uh, I met him through wanting to meet Alex Kirby down at Equip Expo. I heard Alex on a podcast or something. And so Aaron comes in there and when he popped in, I happened to tell that, start telling that story. As I did that, uh, because Aaron was in there watching the live, I, I think that Alex Kirby seen that he was doing that. So he clicked in and I happened to be telling the story at the exact same time. Now, Alex had like 19,000 followers. Now, I know nothing about Instagram at this point. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling a story about how I wanted to meet Alex because he had a $4 million business and it was debt free. And I, at the time, I was yeah. listening to Dave Ramsey a lot, mm -hmm. like trying to learn how to get my money right. So when he popped in there, I was just like, yo. And then he said something like, can I hop on real quick? I didn't know what he was talking about. So I read it, I looked at it, and I just kept it moving, kept talking to Cedric. And then Cedric goes, why don't you send uh, Alex an invite real quick? So I did. And when I did that, soon as he joined, it went from four or seven people watching us or something like that to like 48 people in a second. And I was like, and then he stayed on for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, we were just talking to Alex about all types of valuable things from business to God, like everything. We were just talking, yeah. to, talking to him. And then he got off and then we ended the show. When he got when he ended, bruh, that was a feeling I had never felt before. Yeah. I couldn't. I was like 40 people. Bro. I, th I said, Cedric, I think we created something new here. No one else is doing live shows every single week like i think we started something new we got to do this and then we switched the day to wednesday and it took a minute until we switched the time to 9 p.m so the whole country could see it and now every week it's like 30 people and we have guests and all of that so as we were doing that over just being consistent you know week after week after week mm. uh, people started to show up week after week after week and then they started to say why well, don't when is this going to be a podcast? And well, we didn't know anything about podcasting. So mm -hmm. um, Cedric did his due diligence. He learned it. And then we hit up Paul Jamison when Paul, uh, you know, was giving us some guidance on, you know, what to, and all, any other podcasters. So Paul Naylor and Jeremiah Jennings were really uh, the people who helped the most when it came to how do we, what do I need for the podcast? What software should we use? And luckily Cedric's a software engineer, so it wasn't hard for him yeah. to figure out the editing of everything. So he's our producer and I'm sort of like the host, whatever drivers. <laughs> it's almost as like uh Conan O'Brien and Andy, so to speak. Yeah. If you've ever seen their show, you know what I mean? Where they're both equal of value. You know, but we both have our roles. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No, that's that's crazy. And so, give me some insight here. Um, as your, you know, the podcast has been popping off. I see it all the time now, and the YouTube's been doing really well as well. Where do you want? Where do you see the social media side of things going? And also, where do you see the lawn care business going? I know you said that you know opening it up to maybe gated backyards. Are you going to get another employee who's going to help you out with those ones? Are you looking to have something? Are you going to add a crew or is it just going to be you? Are you going to get to that point that Keith Calfus, like he's out of the field, the boys are out there doing their thing and you're in the office, you know, making things happen, signing the big contracts for next year and, you know, making the social media stuff. What's the, what's the end goal? What's the, what's kind of the, the roadmap you're taking with this? Well, I, I like to do the work personally. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't see myself just sitting in an office and bidding jobs and doing that, that's not what drives me. I'm perfectly fine with keeping things really how they are currently. And mm -hmm. then, like you said, hiring a, a new person so that I can put Captain Jack in more of a leadership role and give him a crew Um, because I really do want to start to create more content. But it is hard to do when you are like we got to do 26 yards on Monday. I can't really be out there with a video camera slowing mm -hmm. us down 
Yeah. Um, so I I I want to I would like to get more consistent on the social media stuff. Um, but where I see it going is helping as many people as I can. That's really it, bro. Um, I would I like to make money, of course. Um, we I would like to get some sponsorships and some brand deals. Because when I talked to you earlier about finding the purpose is uh was like in lawn care mm -hmm. doing that was the part that was the vehicle to help me take care of my family yeah to take the stress off my off my plate get mm -hmm. the monkey off my back know that my bills are gonna get paid that's what the lawn care thing was on on the social media side the goal is to give the light of information to as many people as we can. Mm -hmm especially on my end, like with the YouTube, I'm going to start a solo podcast soon. Um, and it's, it's really to talk to the people who feel how I felt. Yeah. Who, who felt lost, who felt like, how do I get to where my promised land is? Because all of our promised lands are different. What you, what you think is valuable in life is going to be different than what I think is valuable in my life and the things that I want to do. So I, uh, through listening to like the Dave Ramsey show and the different people that call in, uh, we are all in our own place. I want to meet people where they're at and then help them to get to where they want to go. So that's what my ultimate goal is um, as it pertains to the social media side, man. It's not to to gain riches or to have, you know, to have people, you know, fawning over me. Uh, it's to be a part of someone's testimonial one day. Like I... Keith is part of mine. Like Brian is part of mine. Yeah. It's to have them say one day, hey man, uh, it could be 20 years from now. I could be dead. But that person seen a video, heard a podcast, something related to them. And because of that, they were able to change their life like I was. That's it, bro. I just want to give back what was given to me. Mm. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 really awesome. I appreciate I appreciate the story. Honestly, blown away by the story. Like such a crazy story. I'm still like that is that is just crazy. And uh, I just appreciate the like the genuineness. Like the hey, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. You got nothing necessarily to gain. Not nothing, but you don't have. You're not like you said. You're not here to to make the big box big bucks off of of social media and you know take people's money and that kind of thing. You're just here to to help the next guy and to, to pass the torch on to the next guy. And that's just, that's awesome. It, yeah. it really is awesome. And, and uh, it adds a layer of genuineness that sometimes you don't get in all places where, you know, when you're full time on social media, it's like, you got to pay your bills with social media. So sometimes it's like, all right, well, we'll take this brand deal. Maybe it's not super aligned with our mission, but we'll take it because of, you know, because I need to pay my bills kind of thing. And so I, I appreciate, I respect that just a lot. And I think it can be a massive stepping stone to guys, whether they want to go build a million dollar business, you can be that stepping stone for them where it's like, Hey, look, this is how you actually do the basics. Cause you can't go do these crazy things if you don't even know the basics. So let's learn the basics here. Let's get this right. And maybe you don't actually want to build a million dollar business. Maybe you just wanted, you know, to bring in 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 grand a month for you and your family so that you can go on a couple of vacations a year so you can retire comfortably so that you can pay for your kids' school for you can so you can do these things. So I'm just I'm honestly super honored and and uh really appreciate you taking the time to to be on and taking the time to just give back um and and pour back into the same like pool that that like fueled you and got you from from a tough spot. <laughs> I mean 80 hours a week is quite a quite a few hours a week to to where you are today um where you can really provide for your family in, in a really big way. So Thank you so much for coming on. Any any final words for for the people who are who are listening? Yeah, um, I, don't be money driven. Like when you talked about the brand deals, um, I'm small, bro. I only got sixty five hundred uh, subscribers on YouTube, and I think twenty five or some hundred on on Instagram. I'm small. I'm not money driven, man. Um, people are offering me brand deals almost on a daily basis right now. For all types of stuff to just send stuff to do a video for, I turn it all down uh, because I only really want to work with brands that I truly believe in. I can't talk how I talk about stuff if I don't care about it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I've I've turned down every every brand deal that was offered to me aside from Jobber because Jobber is actually it's awesome. Right? And this ain't to plug them or anything, but that's the only one that I do right now. 
Um, but I truly believe in the company. Um, the 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 customer service is excellent. The the app is dope. Like all of those things. But if you're money driven and you're just doing things for money, uh, people will see it. They will know that that's what you're doing. They'll know that you're mm. that that's what you're for. I grew up poor, bro. I grew up poor. My mom working three jobs, sugar sandwiches, run straight from basketball at 12 years old to go pick up my brother and sister from daycare two miles away and then take them home and feed them till my mom got home at seven o'clock. Yeah. So I've been out here, you know, going through the mud and struggling. So to do things for money, I don't care about money. Money don't mean nothing to me. You know, we need money. Money will help us to be uh, more of a blessing to the world. But what, what do I need? What, what do I need money? I got a wife. I got a family. Um, we got goals that we want to hit. You know, we know where we're going and we know what the end goal is. And that's to get to heaven. How do we get to heaven? By giving light to the world, bro. That's it. So if you're doing things for money, you ain't going to get very far because money only serves you. If that's what you're doing it for is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're doing things uh, for the world, money will come to you. You don't have to go search it out. You yeah. don't got to go. You don't got to diminish yourself. You don't got to lower yourself. You don't got to do things that you wouldn't do. I heard Denzel Washington say to a group of uh, young actors one day, if you don't want to take your clothes off, you don't have to. And sometimes we take our clothes off for a brand deal. We take our clothes off for, you know, someone to give us some money. And then what? People look at you for the rest of your life with no respect because they don't think you got integrity because you took the money. Mm. Nah, bro. Out here, we do things for the love. And then money comes to us as a byproduct of that. Yeah. If you, what did Jim Rohn say? I said it earlier. But if you help enough people get what they want, you can have anything that you want. Yeah, Absolutely. So that, that's what I would say. Yeah, that's now that's that's so good. And I I I posted something I want to say a week or two ago where I was where I was literally talking about what you're talking about with, and I say it more as sacrifice. Love is another way to say it for sure. Um, but I was like sacrifice, um, and it, it's sacrifice in the way of like sacrificing your desire for right a better life right now. Right, that's why you do the brand. I want a better life right now. But if you're patient. And if you said, you know what, will this alienate some of the people that are listening because they're going to go, oh, he's just here for the money and not and leave and not get the value that's going to change their lives. When I can get to a point later on where the money will come, like you said, it will. It's like it's a patience and it's like a giving thing. And when you treat your clients that way, when you treat your employees that way and you say, sure, you know, you need to, you know, for example, and, and this is not to toot my own horn, but just to give an example. Um, one of my guys, um, he's, he's dating a girl who's in Maine and she's like speaking out at, at like a conference. Uh, it was like last night, like nine 30. And he texted me that morning. He's like, Hey dude, uh, she really wants me to be at this thing, but it's six hours away. And so he's like, I really need to, he's like, I know it's kind of a, a far shot, but can you cover for me for the last couple of lawns of the day? And normally I'm just in the office, right? We're getting ready for snow season. I'm working like 24 seven, trying to get ready for snow season, get the contracts, sign all this stuff commercial people can be a pain to to deal with when i'm like sign that stinking contract like well we're gonna wait till the last minute i'm like i need to know guys anyway and i was like yeah sure i'll hop in and those are the things those are the things that are unmeasurable and those are the things that make you impossible to compete with your competition cannot compete with you going and mowing a couple lawns at the end of the day so that your one of your guys can go do something that's extremely important to him right mm -hmm. um and, and that will take you so much further than just, nope, finish the day. And, um, you know, for what, for an hour or two for a couple hundred bucks, like what, what is it worth it? Um, and it, if you even want to just be competitive, if you really just want the money, you will sacrifice. That is the sacrifice, the ultimate, if you had ultimate discipline and you really just wanted the money, then you would say, you know what? In order to get the money, I just need to sacrifice and go so the extra mile so many times for my clients, for my employees. Um, but I think it's where we get caught up in the like we're impatient and we don't have discipline, but we're, we also want the money. That's when when all that gets in the in the mix, it's it just gets so messy. But when you say yes, I'd like the money, 
but the person is more important. Yes, I'd like the money, but I know that the money will come when I make the sacrifices for my employees and they stick around for an extra year or two. And so I don't have to spend five, $10,000 in two months training a guy. He sticks with me for another year. And so it's like the immeasurables. And uh, I think you're going to, I think it's going to get paid back to you pretty quickly just for the fact that you just like so genuinely gone after this and just like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I'm super excited to see you grow and we got to have you on here soon. And, and Hey, maybe, maybe I'll do some lives uh, once in a while, just to, just to follow in your footsteps. So Mac, thank you so much for, for coming on. It's been, it's been a blast. I had so much fun with this one. Well, thanks, man. Hey, listen, man, I just, <clears throat> if you're out there, understand this i i still i have meetups here in my own local community and uh for anyone who's out there right now in, in your own community i stood up at one of our meetups and i just let everyone know like we are not in competition with one another your greatness does not diminish my greatness <laughs> you know what i mean we need each other if if you charge 35 caleb per yard and i charge 57 well you're killing both of us, right? You're not making the money you should make and you're undercutting me. Mm. So now we have to have this adversarial thing because you want, you don't, you're not doing the business right. So when I stood up, I talked to all of my brothers and sisters at this thing. And I said, listen, we should all have a minimum of at least 50, of, of, of at least 50 bucks, right? If, if you're at $50 and you were only doing $35 before, well, we're helping you out. Also, now the value can be uh can show through. Mm. Because for 50s for 7 more dollars, you get me. Or you could pay $50 and have a terrible experience with that other guy. But we both get the win because of this. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So and also I was sitting right next to a guy when I said this who cuts yards in my neighborhood. He literally grew up on the street behind where I live. So he has his inroads into this neighborhood, into the community. When I first started to cut grass, I see, I see him, I see his signs and I'd be like, man, I'm going to come in and I'm going to charge everyone $25 and I'm going to take all of his blah, 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 blah. And that's how I felt. And I quickly realized $25, you ain't making no money. Yeah. $35, no money. $40, no money. $45, no money here. So when I stood up and I said that to all of those guys, a lot of their eyes was like ready to pop out of their head. You're charging $50. This was two years or a year and a half ago. You're charging $50? What do you mean you're charging $50? We can't get more than $35. Bro, you're, you're telling yourself that because I'm in the same neighborhoods as you. And I'm getting 57 or 50 at the time. I'm getting 50 and you're charging 35 and I'm doing the house two door, two houses down from you. Hmm. And you think that you, uh, you can't do that. Well, no, nah, bro. Here's the thing. Set yourself up to win. Get on Google, get a website. Those are very easy to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it costs like 200 bucks to create a website. Google's free. Get on there, get a couple uh, five-star reviews with a paragraph, a small paragraph after it. Now you're going to rank at the top. Your phone's going to light up. And once your phone is lighting up, now you can distinguish, I want to do this. I want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And then you can do whatever you want. So there's no competition out there because now that same guy that was sitting right next to me when I said that, instead of me looking at him and being like, I'm going to go out here and undercut him and take all of his properties. Instead, we now collaborate. So when someone is in my neighborhood now. He knows the yards that I do. I know the yards that he do, right? Literally three times this season because collaboration is so much better than being in competition with your brothers and sisters. He's called me on three separate occasions and was like, yo, ain't you doing this property? I'm like, yeah, why? They just hit me up for an estimate. What are you charging? He ain't asking me what I'm charging so that he can go and undercut me by $2. He's asking, what am I charging? So he could charge $15 higher than that to show them the value that they're getting. Mm. If you think you got it so good with Cornell, it's basically what he's saying by giving them such a high price. Does that make sense? Yeah. And now I do the same thing for him. We call each other. Hey, 
here's a yard over here. You want it because you do push mowing. Or here's a yard over here. Thanks for the one that you gave me worth the push mowing. They don't have any push mowing. And he has zero turns too. Yeah. And still hits me up. Here's a yard over here for you. So the whole story was to get uh, you, the listener, to understand. In your local area at the gas station, go up to that guy. If he's a D-head, let him be a D-head because everyone ain't like that. Most people are like me and Caleb. Most people want to help you win as well, the same way you want to help us win. Yeah. So if you have that type of heart, go out there. Don't be afraid to get shot down by these idiots who are going to be pissed off thinking that they have information that you can't get off of Google. Mm. It, this is so stupid to me that we all hold, a lot of people hold the information to themselves as if, Caleb, at 18 years old, you ain't smart enough to go in your phone and Google whatever it is that you want to know. And eventually find it because he who searches shall find. Right. And so you can't hold the information back from someone. So you might as well collaborate with them because on your way up to the top. When you come back down, you will have to see all of the people that you didn't help. And maybe they may be on the rise and they may be getting to the top and you might need them. And you didn't try and help them. What you expect them to do? I said this on Andrew Martinez's podcast. I probably would still help him because that's just me. Mm. But there's a lot of people out there that will be like, F you. F you. You struggle now, just like I did. So that's what I would say, man. I uh, know that was long, but collaborate. <laughs> collaborate, guys. Do not be in competition with each other. The only competition is you. Mm. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for thank you for coming on, share, sharing the knowledge. And, man, I just – what a crazy story. So cool. Um, yeah, that is just, that is just an insane story. And, uh, I can relate cause I know so many guys who are in that position working so many hours. And I'm like, guys, it's so easy. You know, here's one truck. You want more money? Heck, go buy another truck, go start another crew, go do this. It's going to take work. Yes. But it's going to take just as much work and probably even less work than you're doing right now at your current job. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to do something again, again soon. And, yeah, no, this was this was a blast. I'm always down. Are you going to Equip Expo? I'm not. I'm here bidding commercial sites all the whole the whole week. So I I was going to, and then I, I just couldn't get enough guys together to to go out with me. And so I was like, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna stay focused this winter and and hit it next. So. Well, I will say this, Caleb. Um, this is my first time meeting you, bro. 18 years old. I just want to thank you for being a light bringer to the community, bro. Uh, 18 years old, you are well beyond your years, it seems, in wisdom and business knowledge um, and just wanting to help the world. So I thank you for having me on your podcast and uh, keep doing good things, bro, because good people doing good things is how we all win in life. Yeah. So you keep it up, kid. All right. I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. I really do. All right. Thank you. Thank you again, guys. If you haven't checked out his podcast, if you haven't checked out the Instagram, I'm going to link it down below because this was just, this was an absolute blast. If you want to hop on with him live, it's Wednesdays at nine. So I'm just saying. 9 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. So there you go. For all you guys out in the Midwest, adjust. <laughs> so thank, thanks again for coming on. No doubt, bro. Thank you.